Welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast, conversations with today's top ministry leaders to help you lead better every day. And now podcasting from scenic Colorado Springs, Colorado, here's your host, Jason Day. Welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast. I am your host, Jason Day, and I had the pleasure of speaking with Joel McGill this week. Joel serves on the leadership team of All America, as well as in international relations and development at Impact World. He provides strategy and tools to pastors and ministry leaders seeking to make a larger kingdom impact. In this episode, Joel and I discuss a flexible yet focused framework around the five finish lines every church should pursue for maximum kingdom impact. Joel shares the vision of reaching all and what churches need to be doing today to open avenues for gospel advancement. We also talk about the power of collaboration and how cities are creatively reaching people for Christ. This conversation can really help maximize your ministry, so be sure to share it with your leaders. And now let's dive into my conversation with Joel McGill. Joel, welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast. It's so good to have you with us, brother. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, be with you. Awesome. Now, Joel, your organization, and you can tell us a little bit about your organization, but, but one of the things that your organization has done is, is help to identify these five, what you call, finish lines mm. um, that, that the church is focused on reaching. And I'd like you to tell us a little bit about your organization, but then let's dive right in and take a look at each of these finish lines and talk about why they're important when it comes to living fully into God's mission. Yeah, well, it, it really started for us in Amsterdam in the year 2000 when Billy Graham called together leaders from around the world to talk about one question, what would it take to finish the Great Commission in our lifetime? And many leaders from all over were at that, but one of them was a gentleman by the name of Mark Anderson, who I've had the privilege of working with for 17 years. And uh, him and Steve Douglas with crew and a number of other leaders were sitting at a table, table 71, where uh, they had the sense that God was saying that they should take responsibility for all of them. Uh, there was a time of commitment when different people went forward and said, we'll take this people group or we'll go after this one. Uh, but there was a bunch that were left over that nobody was saying yes to. And so they began to get together uh, and they have for 20 years, three times a year, they have been meeting and been discussing uh, what does it mean to finish the Great Commission? And so this conversation of finish lines came out of this idea of, well, what does it take to reach? The question of what does it take to reach something uh, or someone and what does that mean? And so, uh, so often we're thinking um, at one or maybe two levels, we're thinking about, well, we need to get them the gospel and, you know, we need to, um, you know, show compassion or we need to do, you know, so we all have different strengths and convictions. Uh, but what if we layered all of them together? What if we looked comprehensively at the category of reach and, and went deeper? And so that conversation has continued mostly uh, related to the last people groups on earth that still need the gospel. And we've been working very much focused on that category. So this idea of, of finish lines really came out of the idea that we can finish it, like, that in our lifetime we could finish uh, this call that this gospel be preached to the ends of the earth, to, to every nation, every ethnos. Um, and so that's been a very much a passion of ours, a focus of ours for 
you know, for 20 years. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And and when you talk about really kind of finishing the task, you know, that, that Jesus gave us, you know, I mean, that's what your focus is. And I, I think it's super refreshing because oftentimes we we talk about being a part of God's mission, participating in God's mission, which is so, so key and, and so important. But um, there's there's a a recognition that came to to these ministry leaders as they gathered together, and and, and you're a part of of this team now that that said, you know what, we if we work together, um, and if if we collaborate, right, then we could see in our lifetime everybody reached um, for Christ. And so, talk to us a little bit about. You know, what does this, uh, the, the collaboration element in this, like what was that shift from a lot of people doing ministry um, and kind of doing, you know, their thing that God has called them to, to this kind of shift that we're seeing more and more where there's this idea of collaborating and coming together to fulfill God's mission? Mm. Yeah, I I think a lot about that as we've tried to bring together leaders globally, over 60,000 leaders we've gathered um, in different parts of the world around a common outcome. And I, I think that's significant in our day. Um, you know, I always joke that a lot of uh, donuts and coffee have been sacrificed on the altar of unity. You know, we've been doing a lot of, uh, of efforts just to get people to like one another. And uh, to be honest, I don't know that that's obtainable. I don't know that that's the way we're going to get it done. Um, but I think the idea of coming together around a common purpose, a common outcome that, uh, you know, that we should be uniting around, I, I think there's, there, uh, that's more dynamic unity than just trying to get everybody to like one another. I, I think in the context of that, in the trenches, when we're going after uh, a battle, when we're fighting a war for the souls of the of people that we're trying to reach, there's tremendous relationship and depth of friendship that is found in that context. And I think that is uh, something that we've experienced where we've seen leaders come together that theologically are never going to come together around those or uh, certain, you know, um, you know, cultural dynamics that it's just not going to bridge that. But if we can come together around Jesus and his purpose on the earth and the fact that he's called us to accomplish something that we're all going to have to give a report on, then I think it's really dynamic. I think what that does as well is to be honest, I don't think I'm supposed to be in unity with people that aren't about God's purpose. And I think, uh, you know, we, we say, well, we want to, you know, unify with everybody. But you know what, if, if they're not about fulfilling the Great Commission or making disciples or, you know, reaching people and doing what God's, you know, called us to do, then maybe I shouldn't be aligning myself with them. Maybe I shouldn't be unifying with them. So I think the idea of this, uh, you know, coming together around an outcome, it is something that would actually bring some people to the table that maybe wouldn't normally work together, but don't realize they actually are um, on the same mission. Okay, Joel. So yes, collaboration is obviously, you know, a key component in this. What are these five finish lines? You know, let's let's kind of dig into each of them individually. Um, and, and those who are listening in, I want to encourage you to be reflecting on what Joel's sharing about these finish lines and be in the back of your mind thinking of that um, collaboration piece as well and how as we come together um, and kind of lock arms, we can indeed hit these finish lines. So Joel, why don't you go ahead and start us in talking through these specific finish lines? 
Yeah, so as the group came together out of uh, Amsterdam and Table 71 began to meet, uh, it birthed a number of different initiatives to solve real challenges uh, related to, again, comprehensively reaching these unreached people groups. But they had to think about, well, if, if we're trying to reach them, well, we need to have Bibles, Bible translation, uh, became you know front and center because you can't teach them to obey all that Christ commanded without access to the Word of God. But then they ran into other challenges related to that because some of these places didn't even have a written language, so there was oral initiative. So what came about was there's these certain categories that as we look at them as a, a, a framework and we look at reaching people, it, it actually aligns a lot of the innovation and, and initiative that we're trying to do that we're on point with what it's going to take to reach, reach people. And so even in different cultures, the way this gets applied is different. But the, these basic five finish lines that we talk about is one is prayer. You're never going to do anything great for God without prayer. You're never going to see any great transformational work take place without prayer. Uh, and we look at prayer not just as an undergirding value, which is definitely a key part of it, but actually as a measurable finish line to see every single person prayed for by a believer and to get everyone adopted in that way. And then we look at compassion, that we want to sh- make sure that everybody's shown God, God's love in a practical way. Then we look at evangelism, that everybody would get a chance to hear about Jesus uh, in many different ways, as many as possible. And then we look at Bible engagement. Now, we often, when we're thinking about unreached people group, we're thinking about Bible access. We're dealing with translation or, uh, again, oral Bible resources that are available. But in many cultures, like America, we're largely dealing with Bible engagement. It's not that there's not a, a availability of the Bible, but there's a lack of engagement with it. So that becomes something measurable that we want to track and make sure gets done. And then the last one would be uh, discipleship, that we're actually connecting people to Christian community. And often you would see these as individual camps. You know, you would think that you have the prayer guys and they're, you know, they're saying, man, if we just pray enough and if we just get a big enough uh, venue with a dynamic worship team, then man, revival's going to break out and everybody's going to get saved, you know. And, they, and then you got the, the compassion people. Where they're like, you know what, you can sit and pray all you want, but if you don't get out and show the love of Jesus to people and we don't show who God is in that way, they're not going to listen to anything we say. And then you have the evangelism people where it's like, man, we just need to preach Jesus and let's get the gospel out there and it's going to transform everything everybody and we just need to go get it done. And then you have the theology people, you know, that are like, we just need to know the word and we need to have good Bible preaching churches and and, and that's going to get it done and that's going to change it, you know. And then you have the disciple making ones that are like, man, we need to just make disciples who make disciples. And we need to see people really um, not just be uh, decisions, but real disciples. And so you would normally see these even functioning in regards to Uh, burdens that God has given different ones, and they're right. They're all right. And so what we do is helping bring that together as one framework that we could actually look at these, not as competing, but actually parts of a whole. Yeah, and I love the framework language because um, as as a, a pastor over the years, as you're, you know, as, as I've been kind of looking at the congregation and the people that God entrusted 
uh, you know, is entrusted to me. I begin to look at the context in the greater community, you know, the town, the city that I find myself in, and, and you know, this is our, our kind of our local mission field. We begin to kind of think through, well, the, you know, there are lots of, lots of good things we could be doing. And, and the tendency, and Joel, I kind of hear this in, in, in a bit of what you're talking about. The tendency is, you know, if I happen to be wired as more of a maybe a compassion and evangelism type of a person, then the tendency is that I'm going to um, lead into um, those, you know, those strengths or those, those passions, those tendencies, and um, might not get as engaged in some of the others. Um, but this framework provides a way for um, whether it's a, an individual believer, um, a church, you know, a, a church ministry, um, or even a city movement, or even a national movement, right? Whatever it is, that you can look at this framework and you can see the balance and the necessity of each of these five and begin thinking and praying creatively um, for your u- unique context, for where God has you. How how does um, you know how, how does prayer and, and, and adopting every person, making sure every person in your uh, community, in your neighborhood, in your city is prayed for? What does that look like? How are we going to take that on? Uh, you know, or what does it look like? You know, compassion movements, or what does it look like for Bible engagement? And so, as you as you've said, this is a, a movement that is not necessarily stuck in any particular. Um, nation or or particular culture around the world, but this framework provides openness that goes across um, ethnicities, across cultures, across languages, and really encompasses the all aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that that all aspect. Yeah. So, talk to us a little bit about you know some of the stories that you've seen, uh, both uh, you know in the U.S. and in maybe in other countries of where. Ministry leaders, probably you know, from different backgrounds, um, have kind of come together and have begun to embrace, uh, you know, this framework. And, and what are some of the unique ways that God has been working through that? Yeah, well, as I said, out of Table Seventy One, a lot of initiatives were birthed in looking at the the finish lines in regards to reaching people comprehensively, but also the finish line of the all of what's it going to take to get to the last people groups. And, uh, you know, as we've moved forward with that, one of the initiatives that I'm a part of is called Call to All. And that was birthed out of this whole time of, of saying, okay, this, this Great Commission call is not just for the Western church, it's for all the whole church. So we began to gather leaders globally around the, this, the very simple framework to bring together the body of Christ in a geographical region, put in front of them the list of the unreached people groups that have for you know a long time not been engaged with the gospel and say, which one will you take responsibility for? Which one will you? And a lot of these places are closer to them uh, than sending somebody only from the U.S. And so really bringing the, the whole church globally to take responsibility for the whole task what we saw was just an exponential engagement of these unreached unengaged people groups where initially they thought there was only a few hundred at Amsterdam, but as they did more research, there was over 3,700 that were unreached. And so um, there was a bigger task than they initially signed up for. How many times does that happen to you? You know, when you sign up, God says, do something. And then you realize, Oh man, this is a much bigger job than we first thought. Right. 
And so, um, but what's happened in the progress that's so encouraging is that unreached people groups are now being reached at an unprecedented rate. Probably in the last 2000 years, there are more being reached uh, year upon year than ever before. And now we're down to under 300. So uh, we're, we're down to the last unreached, unengaged people groups on earth wow. that are being engaged in our lifetime. And we're really beginning to look at this finish line of, man, in our lifetime, we could say that this gospel has been preached to every ethnos. The other thing that began to happen was with Bible translation. Uh, in the year 2000, it was projected it was going to take 150 years to translate the Bible into the last known language on earth. It was just through just by having to train people and send them to these peoples. And, and there's all this process that had, that was going on. Well, the guys that came together around this said, well, we'll all be dead by then. So we can't settle for that. That's not mm-hmm. going to work. Um, you know, it's different when you have a finishable job, you know, versus right. activity or, uh, you know, we're just doing operating within a category. If we start measuring it, we have to start adapting and, and, and pushing the envelope because at the end of the day, we have to stand and give an account on our progress on what we did. And so uh, what happened was, is those Bible agencies began to work together and collaborate around a common purpose, which was to get the, get the word of God in available in every language on earth. And now the conservative estimates are that the last languages on earth will have at least some portion of scripture by 2033. Wow. And so that, again, for the really the first time that the Bible will be available to every single people group on earth. And so we're just in a, such an unprecedented time. And these are some of the progress that we're seeing around the world where the cooperation level, not just at a philosophical, hey, we like one another, we're for you, which is, I think, most Christian leaders would cooperate with that, but the idea that we're actually going to work on the same team, we're actually going to bring our loaves and fishes to the table and say, hey, this is what I have. Let's see what we can do together that we couldn't do apart. And the, the, the progress we're seeing with the Great Commission globally has just been just uh, it, it's it's almost awe inspiring of what God is doing um, in our lifetime in our day that we get to be a part of the finishing the Great Commission and the coming together of the family the the body of Christ that one under one Father with one Spirit uh, working on one goal. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So Joel, let's take. Um... Uh, so that's you know that's that's a broad picture thinking about you know reaching the unreached people groups, mm-hmm. um, the gospel in their message scripture or in their language rather. And so let's let's begin to um, pull down a little bit from from that the big global picture, uh, so that the listeners can can kind of help see where they fit into this. And so right. let's um, uh, there there are movements around the world. And uh, there's one here in in the U.S. in America. Mm-hmm. And since we're here, let's let's go ahead and kind of talk about about that one. But these can apply um, to you know, and they're happening in different countries. So here in the U.S., there is a um, this this framework is kind of expressed in this movement called All America. Yeah. And uh, you're you're very involved with this um, here in the U.S. I know you do a, a ton of work in the Caribbean as well. So can you talk to us a little bit about and just using All America as an example? And again, anyone who's listening in, if you're in America, you know you can you can uh, jump into to this. But if you're in another country, um, you know this this can apply to other countries. But using All America as an example, can you kind of share a bit about how you're starting to see this framework of these five mm-hmm. finish lines? 
being embraced and uh, some of the, the stories that are coming out of the church as it's embracing this? Yeah, well, I think it's humbling when you think about all that's going on around the world and some of the unbelievable church planning movements that are happening globally. Uh, it's humbling when you then think about America, you know, where a lot of these initiatives are even coming out of uh, that are that are involved in helping bring leadership to in the globe to the Great Commission. But then when you start talking about America, a lot of people get quiet. And right. uh, even for our organization, again, a lot of what we've been doing has just been focused on the, you know, the ends of the earth. Um, but about three years ago, uh, our director, Mark Anderson, uh, really had an encounter uh, with the Lord and was very humbled uh, about the state of America and felt very strongly that God was leading us to uh, treat America like an unreached people group. Uh, it's a, it's, it's really uh, something that we should already have been doing and been thinking, but uh, I'd say largely we haven't uh, thought about it that way. And I think people say, well, you know, we have a mission field right here. You know, that's what people used to always tell me as a young person going off to global missions. They're like, well, we have a mission field right here. Um, but mostly we didn't function that way, didn't operate like that. And so we felt very stirred that we needed to turn our attention and, and, and kind of respond in this hour in America. Over the last three years, we've been really praying and saying, okay, God, what are you asking of us for America? And felt that the Lord was saying to us that, you know, he's really taught us a lot about bringing the body of Christ together uh, around outcomes. He's given us a framework for what does it mean to reach unreached people comprehensively, uh, not just as decisions, but actually seeing disciples made and, and, and seeing uh, local initiatives really take take root, and so uh, and it's actually harder in a lot of those other parts of the world. They have a lot of other obstacles uh, compared to just reaching the person down the street. And so he, we felt that we were supposed to really lead out in a call to what if we could reach every single person in America, like an unreached people group, by applying these same principles of gathering leaders across the nation putting in front of them the list of unreached people groups, which we, this is being expressed in America through an app we've spent the last several years developing called the All America app, which is essentially just the map of your neighborhood or your city. And anybody in America can download it and then they can see in front of them the, which houses are adopted and which ones aren't, which ones are, are, you know, are engaged in some way. And then we would uh, call those leaders to not just embrace to reaching every single person in their community, but to reach them comprehensively. So the app has all five finish lines involved, which is prayer, compassion, evangelism, Bible engagement, and Christian community or discipleship. And the app actually measures all five so that we can actually see who's being engaged at which level. And then what begins to happen is you see the body of Christ coming together around the all of reaching every person in their community and then also reaching them comprehensively and measuring it together. And that's really the crux of what All America is, is it's simply a movement of saying, you know, let's let's take responsibility for america missionally let's let's say yes to going after every single person um and we're doing it in the nations why not do it here in america as well yeah yeah that's that's excellent now joel tell me you you've talked um a bit with me offline um we've had some conversations about how this is actually um you know happening 
here in the U.S. You know, there there's some cities that um, have already kind of begun to adopt this. They're already meeting, you know, churches are meeting together in the city. They're they're crossing denominational lines and coming together around this. Can you share some some examples of some of those cities and and what they're doing right now? Yeah, well, that I'm so excited about that. I, you know, in the midst of everything that's going on, it could give the appearance that God is asleep at the wheel, or you know, the enemy's running the show, or something like that. But man, that is, it can't be further than the, than the truth. You know, mm. God is just doing amazing, amazing things around the country, and I'm having the privilege now that we're really working in states and engaging with leaders to see some of the awesome, awesome things that are happening. Um, you know, we very sovereignly felt like God was telling us to start in Kansas. You know, uh, imagine a national movement to reach everybody in America that would be birthed out of Kansas. And, and uh, they, they've been excited about that. And, and so we began to meet with leaders there. And I was just on a call with one of them this morning of a group of leaders in a city, pastors, business people, civic leaders, educators, um, black, white, Hispanic, all different ethnicities that are coming together around what would it take to reach everybody in our community. And so we have a team in Topeka, Kansas, that has been one one of our longest standing ones. That's these communities that have come together and said, hey, we'll take we'll take Topeka. You know, we'll take this city. We'll take that. And and really embracing the finish lines and, and reaching everybody. And one exciting thing they're doing is they they really have responded in this hour to show up for the city. And so they've been meeting with the mayor all through this time. They've been really engaged on the ground with feeding initiatives. So actually there's a, an initiative happening in the, in the city of Topeka where the body of Christ is helping deliver meals to homes. And they're actually using the All America app to track it as part of their Compassion Finish Line initiative. So they have this partnership with the city that is a tremendous opportunity to show compassion to the city, but they're not doing it as an isolated initiative. They're tying it to prayer. They're tying it to evangelism. They're tying it to Bible engagement. So it becomes just one aspect of an overall city strategy that literally is measured down to every single person. So this was just an opportunity that emerged through this uh, the situation that we're in that actually is going to help them show the love of Jesus practically to almost everybody in their city, and it's actually supported by uh, the the city they're in, and so we're seeing that happen all over. Um, where the church is showing up in the midst of crisis, and then what it's doing is it's opening up doors for the gospel. Uh, in Rockford, Illinois, there's a, a, our, we have a team up there as well that are coming together around you know, praying for and engaging everybody in Rockford. And they had a situation where they couldn't get a, uh, you know, they were going to do a public reading of scripture and they couldn't get that uh, through. And so actually they decided to make it a protest. And so they're actually protesting the lack of the word of God uh, in Rockford. And because of that, the city actually is giving them uh, power and water and, and they're helping open up the door to them being able to be there for even the whole week. It's literally a Bible protest uh, <laughs> going on uh, in their city. And even their aldermen uh, contacted them and said, I'm supposed to come to this you know, this protest and they're like, great, you should you could come and read the Bible. He's like, what do you want me to read? They said the gospel of John. And so he's going to show up. And, and again, it's this innovative uh, position we're in 
where I don't know that anybody would have normally thought about doing something like that, but because they've said yes to the finish lines, they're saying yes to the alls, what it does is now you start using these as different tools in a layer upon layer strategy. So that's part of their Bible engagement strategy. Wow. We're going to do a Bible protest in their city, which I love that innovation. And again, yeah. there's just so much that's happening all over the country where, again, leaders are coming together around a common outcome. And then they're looking at all these different finish lines as not a competition, but actually part of a whole. And it's been really inspiring. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so in Rockford, the, the pastors and ministry leaders, they wanted to do a public reading of scripture, but they could not get the whatever permit uh-huh. or wherever they needed, right? And so yeah. they flipped it instead of being a you know a demonstration or an assembly or whatever. An event, yeah. Yeah, an event. They flipped it to being a protest. That's right. Right? I, that's awesome. That's that's uh, that's very creative, very innovative. So um, I imagine, um, and this is this is one of the things that that I've seen through all America is that um, there's also this kind of shared you know, shared experience, shared knowledge. So, mm. um, you know, what's going on in Topeka, those those ministry leaders share, hey, um, we were able to, you know, uh, not just gain favor, but actually some support in mm. our city with this feeding program. And we said, hey, we will be the hands and feet for this. You know, we'll, we'll jump mm. in, we'll get the volunteers, we'll make it happen. And so they share that, you know, hey, this is a cool experience. So they're sharing that with other cities and other ministry leaders in other cities That's and right. encouraging them, hey, you could take this on and this like, um, you know, protest, um, <laughs> you know, public Bible reading protest, you know, other cities might jump in and say, hey, well, that might be a way that we can actually get the word out, you know, God's word out um, in a way. So there's this, yeah. um, it's, it's fascinating because there's this collaboration on different levels that that you're beginning to see and experience. And that is there's collaboration within, you know, a town or a city as, you know, people who love Jesus are coming together, um, whether it's, you know, pastors, um, lay people, business leaders coming together and collaborating to see their city um, engaged uh, with the gospel. But then there's this other collaboration where these, as these city movements are happening, as these different churches are engaging, now they're beginning to share stories of what's happening mm-hmm. in their area, what's working, um, so that other cities might say, hey, maybe we can take that. Maybe we can tweak that. Maybe that will work in our context. Hey, we've been running into that same right. um, you know, issue, and you found a way around it. And um, so it's, it's, it's awesome to see this, just this kind of coming together of the church and saying, hey, we believe um, that this can be done. And we're not going to stand by on, you know, our watch, you know, mm. our, in our time of responsibility, but we're going to lean in. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty fascinating. So if yeah. these church, let's let's talk about like on an individual church level. Mm. Um, let's say there isn't, or, you know, an individual, a pastor who's listening right now, he, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's cool to think through but is not aware of anything happening in their kind of city where other churches are engaged and involved, what what would you recommend a pastor listening right now might might do? Yeah, well, that that is happening. We're finding uh, just kingdom-minded, missional pastors that are saying, hey, I want to go after our whole, our city. Um, and I, my, what I would say to you is you, you just, you can't do it alone. You know, this, this, 
time of collaboration, there's really an, a, such an opportunity to really partner, not in where it's, it's you just come and do my thing, but actually to say, hey, what could we do together uh, that we couldn't do apart? And I would really encourage them as to number one, um, you know, begin to cooperate with what's already going on. That's what we're doing. We're not coming in to say to people, you have to stop everything you're doing and do all America. It's not a program in that sense. We're, we're in the same way with Rockford and with all these other cities in Ohio and Kansas and uh, Chicago area that's rolling this out this week. Um, it's not about competing what's going on. It actually becomes a framework to tie them all together. So to even think about, man, all these different churches instead of seeing each other as competition, go, man, th this is actually our strength, that if we can have something that brings a compatibility, a com bring together those that are actually uh, contending for the same outcome, you could be a catalyst for that in your city. And uh, as All America, we're providing tools and, and again, a, a framework that can be a resource for you to help bring together the body of Christ around the Great Commission in your city. And even as one uh, pastor in uh, Great Bend, Kansas, I'm learning about all sorts of towns as we're doing this thing, <laughs> um, but Great Bend, Kansas, um, you know, what he did is he's a Assemblies of God pastor out there and helping lead the initiative in his city for All America. And what he did is he looked at his church and said, man, these five finish lines really are what we're trying to get to have happen. So I'm going to take my church calendar and go, hey, if it doesn't fit into one of these five finish lines, we're not going to do it uh, because they, they don't have time to waste. And I've just been really, in, again, amazed at as the local leaders see it not as a program, but actually this is something for them that they can customize and adapt and, you know, integrate a lot of different pieces and really make it their own, uh, you know, they're taking it even to another level. And so I would say to a, a pastor out there is, man, now is not the time to be focused on trying to get back to normal. Like, I, I just mm. don't think that's going to, you're going to miss the whole point of what's going on right now is we are in a great opportunity. The harvest is ripe. And man, we need to get as many workers as possible and mobilize everybody to pray for and connect with their neighbors. And we have some great tools and resources to help them do that. And I, so not only for their church, but to actually think about how could I, you know, be a catalyst to bring um, the, not everybody, like I said, it's kind of weird. You would think you'd be saying everybody, but bring together those that are about the Great Commission in our city. What if you could bring them together and say, hey guys, let's all do something that we couldn't do apart. Yeah, that's good. That's a good word, Joel. Joel, as, as we're wrapping up here, um, if a pastor or ministry leader is listening in right now and they they are inspired by this and they would like to engage you know, in these five finish lines, see what that looks like in their local church, in their city, their, their town, what is the best way that they can you know, get involved practically? Yeah, the best way is to go to allamerica.org. And you can see just the recap of what I shared, uh, much more concise, I'm sure, than the way I shared it. Um, you could watch a recent summit that we did that really conveys the heart behind this. Uh, you can watch that there. Uh, you can see some of the resources that we've compiled from partners all over uh, the country that are bringing those best practices. You know, that's a key part of this is being able to help people not have to spend the next 10 years trying to figure out what Bible engagement looks like. 
but actually when people are saying yes to the all, they're embracing the finish lines, we've been bringing together some of the best of the best in all five categories and putting those tools and resources on the website. So that's allamerica.org. You can actually go on and fill out a form, says get in touch, and if you tell us a little bit about yourself, if you're a church leader, you can tell us a little bit about you. If you want to help mobilize leaders in your city, we will actually work with you to help you do that. We have different online platforms to really help an individual and a church and a city think about how could they embrace this uh, movement and really express it uniquely as each person, this is going to look different. Each church is going to look different. Each city, it's going to look different. But at the end of the day, it's about praying for every single person. And it's about connecting them to the gospel. And, and that is the solution for America right now. That is what we have to be focused on. There is no, um, you know, where, man, this is in this political year, like, man, we need Jesus to be at the front and center of what the church is talking about. We need to bring Jesus to every single person. And so if you want to get involved in that, if you'd like to be a, a catalyst towards that in whether it's even just your block or your neighborhood or you, through your church, maybe it's your part of your city or it's your whole city, there's opportunities on there for you to indicate, say, hey, I'm willing to help. And again, we have leaders all over the country that are beginning to say yes to all and, you know, there's, this, there's no way one organization is going to get this done. We're really just trying to be, um, you know, again, a voice uh, that's calling the church to mission right now. And uh, we're, we're just humbled to be a part of the, the, I'm telling you, the awesome, awesome things that God is doing right now in America that we don't get to hear a lot about. Yes, yes, I love it, Joel. And and I know you guys. You mentioned the app. You have lots of different tools. I know you have even like planning tools where um, a, a church or uh, churches within a town or city can get together and actually put you know on the cal- you know create a, a community calendar of how mm. you're doing these different things in these different months that apply to, you know align with these uh, five different categories. Um, and so it's it's not just. Um, it's not just talking about it, but it's how do you take this and put it into action, sure. which which I, I love. So, uh, and we'll have links to um, all those things that Joel mentioned in the show notes for those of you who are listening in. You can check out the show notes and get links to that. So, mm-hmm. Joel, it has been such a pleasure to have you with us. Super excited about how God, like you said, is at work. Um, and doing amazing things. And I love to hear stories coming out of different places across the country and around the world of um, where God is stirring uh, believers' hearts and uh, Christian leader hearts and drawing the church together to make an impact and to reach all. And mm-hmm. uh, so super excited to to be able to have you on the podcast with us and hear some of those stories and uh, just this framework that you guys have and, and how people can get engaged. So thank you for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Every week as we are putting the episodes together, we're thinking of you, our pastors and ministry leaders, and striving to provide insightful and inspiring interviews as you seek to grow as a kingdom leader. We hope you are finding value from the Church Leaders Podcast, and if so, we would appreciate you taking a few moments to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your positive reviews and ratings help other church leaders more easily find our podcast so they can benefit as well. Thank you in advance. And if you have any comments, suggestions, or ideas for guests, I would love to hear from you. You can send an email to podcasts at churchleaders.com or connect with me on Twitter. You can find this podcast as well as other great faith-based podcasts on the Faith Play app. 
available for both Apple and Android. So be sure to check out FaithPlay. Until next time, this is Jason Day encouraging you to love well and lead well. You've been listening to the Church Leaders Podcast. For articles, videos, and free resources that will help you lead better every day, visit our website at churchleaders.com. Thanks for listening.